Hey, this is Rachel Joy Barbeau. You're listening to the Joy Starters podcast. And what you are hearing is excerpts from our table talk. In my book, there's a chapter all about my father's table. And it is way more than I can go into in an intro. So you have to read it. The book is available everywhere. Amazon, Audible, independent bookstores, wherever books are sold, you can get the book Relentless Joy. But these table talks, they're my friend Natasha Garrett myself, sometimes other people. We put it on Instagram. We put it in our book launch group. We put it out for the world. And this is a behind the scenes look on the book, on what went into it, on how people are responding to it. So I hope you enjoy these table talks. Love you guys. Without even having read chapter 14 yet, I already knew that that chapter was going to speak to me because I kind of jokingly refer to myself as a yes girl. Mm -hmm. Um, And that doesn't mean that I say yes to everything. That's not what that means. It means that I always keep an open mind. Um, It means that I always look for new opportunities, that um, I don't make decisions based on fear. So many people react out of fear, you know, fear of failure, fear, fear of embarrassment, fear of being challenged too much, fear of having to change their perspective. Yep. Um, and so I always try to really be intentional on not doing that. But whenever I got into reading it and, and it started talking about adoption, boy, that really hits home for me because of two reasons. One, I'm just super emotional. I'm a real emotional person. And so I think and I overthink and I've had a few friends in my life that have adopted and I've gotten the privilege of hearing their stories and, and their stories. Some, sometimes the biological parent is involved. Sometimes the biological parent is not, but I've always thought that if I ever got the opportunity to adopt, that I would want to adopt a teenager Mm. because the thought of someone aging out of the system Mm. without someone having said yes I want you. I've got your back. I'll be there for you. I mean, I can't imagine someone turning 18 and saying, well, 18 years just went by and nobody wanted me and I have nobody. Mm. Um, That's heartbreaking to me. So I've always had on my heart the thought to adopt a teenager. And then also in my life, my first marriage, we will not go into detail, but (laughs) for whatever reason, um, I ended up filing for divorce while on maternity leave with my oldest child firstborn. So as you say, there, there's no such thing as a coincidence and everything happens for a reason. I actually ended up meeting my now husband of 20 years and we did not start off as being boyfriend and girlfriend. So he has been in Cody's life since Cody was born because mm-hmm. he was a friend of friends. And he was someone who was part of my support system and was really close friends with part of my support system. So, so he got to be in my oldest son's life from the very beginning without us ever knowing that eventually we were going to be together and he was going to adopt him and Mm. he was going to be his father. And so it's just beautiful how it happened. Was it how I planned? No. Was it ideal? No. But is it beautiful? Yes. So um, I just want to hear a little bit about your story. I have to read this um, uh, for anybody who has not read the book yet. And if you've read it, you'll love this too. It says, I was adopted at 18 months old by my daddy cakes. 
I have been, and I actually have that on the inside of my wrist, I have daddy cakes there. Um, and I've been open in this book about how beautiful I think adoption is. It's the act of saying, I want you. You are loved. I give you my name. I give you my life. It's the act of saying yes to another vulnerable and needy soul. I don't know about you, but being wanted matters a great deal to me. As I've joked, as I mentioned, I've joked with people and tell them if I had a sitcom, it would be my three dads. I have a stepdad, a biological dad, and adopted dad. I even have a bonus dad, my brother's father. We have the same mom, but different dads. And because my brothers are older, my bonus dad, Daddy Brian, has known me since birth and always loved me. So maybe it's really my four dads. While my life hasn't been perfect in terms of my father's story, the fact that I was adopted makes me feel very much wanted and very much loved, not to mention the relationship I have with my biological father today and my stepdad and my bonus dad. But let's talk adoption. I'm going to read just a little bit more. I've always wanted, had the heart for it, but not everybody is cut out to adopt, and that is okay. It really does take a unique heart. Before I met Christopher, I was taking classes to adopt a sibling group. I remember being in the room with other prospective parents, the parents being couples, and there was the singular me. Little old me in Franklin, Tennessee at a church for PATH, Parents as Tender Healers classes. I was shaking like a leaf, but wholly resolute in being there. It was a calling, a longing in my soul. So many people thought I was insane, and they tried to talk me out of it. But those closest to me knew I was as serious as the day is long. They also knew I couldn't be dissuaded. I knew I had the capacity and the heart to love a sibling group. And I, like you, Natasha, have a special place and heart for people that... um you know, older kids, I foresee maybe in the future, you never know what you, who you and Steve adopt. You may, you don't know, you guys are just so loving and so wonderful. You don't know what's going to happen. And I I love it when God gets the last laugh, because you never know what's going to happen in anybody's life. That's so true. And of course, I know you talk a little bit that, or even just then you were talking about, you were looking into adopting and uh, me knowing you, um, I was reading this chapter and then I got to the bottom of like page 168, where it says that someone told you, or actually, let me just read that okay. little part where it says, um, I know your heart for adoption. And while it hasn't happened in the traditional sense, it really has, because look at all these players and kids across the country and look at, they look at you like a mother figure, you feel a need. And in that way, you've adopted hundreds of times over. And I just, I started crying <laughs> like um, um, because I know that that's true. I've had that very same thought. I, I know your heart and I know how much you care. I know that you've adopted so many into your life <laughs> over and over. You've been a role model. You remain a role model. You remain to be a supporter and an encourager and not just to the athletes and not just to the students, everyone around you. I mean, if you don't know Rachel, She's not on. She's just <laughs> Rachel. Like, this is who she is. She's not like, okay, I'm going to go be in public. So I got to pretend to be kind. Like, this is just her heart pouring out all over the place. I received yeah. that deeply, by the way. I just want to say I received <laughs> that deeply. Uh, and and I, I just had somebody, a friend of mine say, and I, I said it somewhere in the book and just have to make you laugh, Natasha, to your point, to validate what you're saying. A friend of mine said last night, she was like, your authenticity is the thing that I like the most about you. And y'all with that authenticity, I have to say this to people. There are times, and Natasha and I are very much alike. There are times where I say something to somebody and I'm like, 
oh gosh, I overshared. And then I'm an overthinker, right? And have anxiety. So I'll go home and like think about it for like three days, you know, and like overthink it. And I'm like, or, you know, the time where you're, it's coming out of your mouth and you're like, and you could just tell the person doesn't get it, doesn't get you. And they're like, and so I said it in the book, I said, the, the positive I can take from that. And instead of bashing myself for being an open person, the positive thing I can take from that is maybe I taught somebody else what it looks like to be vulnerable and to open up and to and to be so vulnerable that you risk looking like a fool. And so maybe somebody takes that from me, Natasha, because there are times I'm a very open, open person. I'm, I'm just I thank you for saying that I am who I am. And and but there are times where I'm like, oh, gosh, I know that person doesn't get me. I know they don't get the you know, I know that they're not on the same wavelength and. So, yes. So I, I so appreciate that. I've just learned that I would rather say something that didn't land than in a moment and then not say it to someone who needed to hear it. Yes. So just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's what that's what we are called to do. And that's yeah. what we're going to do. And that's what we're doing with this book and spreading the word is teaching people to say yes, yes to being vulnerable, yes to being open, yes to life and through adoption, through the movement, through all of this, like you said, the message of this book is just to is to say yes. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Did you know, and I'm so excited to announce it, that I am going to be coaching again. I have coached for years and years. Years ago, I coached sportscasters 40 and seven years. It was the joy of my life to be able to lead sportscasters on their journey. And then once I quit sportscasting, I began joy coaching, helping people find what sets their soul on fire, creating movements, bringing that thing that's been in your soul into the world. And we are starting a small, a very small and intimate group coaching program, August 15th. I also have two spots available, just two, because I want to give you my all uh, for one-on-one coaching. So if you want to check it out and get all the information, we want you to head on over to rachelbarbeau.com and make sure you sign up for the email list. That makes you a VIP. and You're already a VIP in my heart. It makes you a VIP and that way you will get information on the coaching program, when I'm going to be in your town, events I'm doing, how you can be a joy starter, how you can get your joy starter buttons, all the things. I love you guys and I'm so thankful for you. I see, looks like a couple of comments. Someone said, oh, just because you don't have kids um, doesn't mean kids will not be in your life. And then also Heather says, um, I've always said your vulnerability gives people permission to be vulnerable and take off their mask too. That's absolutely right. Um, and I also say, you know, like you said, obey the nudge. It's one thing like we have to be still and, and, and listen and, and feel the nudge and hear the nudge. But then we also have to be willing to say, yes, we have to be willing to say, you know, okay, God, I don't know if I'm comfortable doing this, but I'm going to do it. Do you remember when I started buying those journals and giving them out at the airport? Do you remember me telling you about that? And now I've got a new thing, which I have to share with you all about buttons and joy, being a joy starter. But I bought, I don't know where I got this idea. Whoever got it from, thank you. 
but it, I found these really awesome journals at like Hobby Lobby and they were on sale and they said like these like go queen go and like you're amazing and make today great. And and so the, I kind of vaguely remember the story, but there was a woman. She was really beautiful. She was like doing the garbage service. I was kind of by myself and she was coming over and she was sweeping and we started chatting and she went to leave and I obeyed the nudge. You know, I heard the nudge, go give her this. So I went over there and I said, I want to give it to her. And I said, she's so beautiful. And we shared our love for the Lord, like just right there, you know, and, and why I felt like God told me to give it to her. And she lit up like a Christmas tree. I mean, she was beautiful. She was immigrant. She was, you know, had an accent. She was just gorgeous. And, uh, and, and there was, if I remember it correctly, there was another person that had been watching the whole thing go down and came up and he was like, I saw that. Thank you for encouraging her y'all. And then I remember I, I shared about that. I've got to go back and find it on my socials. And I shared about it and I had somebody who, like you said, Natasha, maybe not in the space right now to receive it, but they were like, gosh, how dare you push your religion on that person? I'm like, no, no, it was not that at all. We were sharing a moment. It was two human beings that would have otherwise never crossed paths. And I just was bold enough to obey the nudge and look like a fool, you know, and, and just go love on her and tell her that she was beautiful and she was wonderful. And um, and all of those things. And so, uh, so yeah, if, if you're taking anything from this live today, as we go through these last few chapters of the book, obey the nudge and be willing to say yes, yes to, yes to your cooking show, Nellie. Yes. To your YouTube show. My friend Nellie is this amazing cook and I've been telling her for years and she's funny and she's engaging and she's cute as a button. Um, and she's, I mean, she's just got it, that it, you know, and I'm like, you need to do it. She's an amazing cook. And so I'm like, you need to do a cooking show. Like you need to get a cooking vlog. Anyway, I digress. Do it, Nellie. Do it. Do it, Nellie. Nellie, this is about you today. This is your sign.